Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Brand You Show. My name's Jane Anderson. Thank you so much for coming along. I'm so grateful that you're online today and and listening to today's topic. As you know, uh, we talk everything about uh, brand you type businesses, so particularly if your business is yourname.com. You might already be an entrepreneur, solopreneur, expert, thought leader in your field, uh, or maybe you're thinking about becoming one. So um, welcome aboard and today's show is all about thought leadership and I really want to talk about thought leadership but in particular on LinkedIn and you know I think I don't know about you but you might be noticing that there are more people starting to contribute on LinkedIn maybe you you might subscribe to to Pulse on LinkedIn and Pulse Pulse is a a tool that is like uh, the curation tool or the tool that captures the topics that you might be interested in. And so LinkedIn is not just about um, your profile being up there, but it's a way for you to uh, position yourself as the expert in your field. And something that's quite unique about it is that it's business to business and it's a bit different than than Facebook. And um, I think that it, it creates a, the perfect platform for your positioning strategy. And, you know, I've been writing LinkedIn profiles for a long time. I actually don't write uh, that much anymore, very rarely. Um, but I have a team of writers who, who write in the methodology and the train and the, the process that I've built. Um, and one of the things I found, you know, but I, I started writing profiles back in 2009. Uh, I was the first writer in Australia. I couldn't get anybody else to write them and, um, and but not write them as in a copy paste exercise over from a resume. LinkedIn is a positioning and a marketing tool that is it is quite different to even a website because you can get so much more cut through. Um, a website takes uh, generally about you know by someone by the time someone looks around it's about six seconds before they start to make a decision, but in LinkedIn it's four and it's because the and that's four as in four seconds because you can get a lot more cut through. We can condense a lot of information and have really high impact really fast to an audience. So I think why why did LinkedIn bring this posting thing in? Well, you might have noticed that um, a little while ago that they brought the opportunity for, for influencers and that's the likes of Richard Branson and Robert Kiyosaki and all those types of people um, who uh, are able to contribute their thought leadership and put, put their posts up. Um, so to be an influencer, LinkedIn, um, have to ask you. So, um, so, uh, you really want to start probably making, getting some runs on the board, like the Mark Cubans and all those types of people are the only people that, that are asked to do it. So you have to be asked. Um, but what you can do, the good news is, is that you might've noticed on LinkedIn that when you go to, um, log into your account, and if you're looking at your feed, um, there's an opportunity there to, it's got share an update, post a um, photo or share um, uh, share a post, in which case like, it's incredible. And the, the reason why it's so powerful is because 
it has uh, a notifications area where it creates a little flag for your connections to see what you've written, which is incredibly disruptive. And I know that uh, maybe I need to get out a bit more. But when I think disruption, you know, if you look at the way that blogs are written, whether it's an email or it's on a, a website, that's not really that disruptive. You know, email is where people sort of, it just streams through and, you know, and a lot of people, particularly if they're on Gmail, it goes to areas like um, uh, like promotions and updates and things like that. But the thing with LinkedIn is that it creates that little flag up in the top right-hand corner. So, and um, again, LinkedIn create lots of features to create it, to make it really engaging and to get it to connect. And so one of the reasons why um, it is so powerful is because of that little red flag, because I don't know about you, but you know, you always, you see it there and you want it to go away. So, cause you don't like that little red spot on your screen. So, um, so people do look at it and they do, so it's far more disruptive and it also comes through people's feeds as well. Um, but I think if we take a backward step, I guess that's what it looks like on LinkedIn um, in terms of capturing your thought leadership. This is your original thoughts. And and um, uh, the term thought leadership, when I think about what is thought leadership, um, Matt Church, um, the creator of the Thought Leaders Program, uh, Thought Leaders Global, he says that it's about, uh, you know, a subject matter expert is known for, is knows something but a thought leader is known for knowing something and i think there's a significant difference there and i think that applies beautifully to linkedin um when we're not working with blogs quite often with clients we'll we'll start with with linkedin blogs before we'll do anything else because of the positioning that it can uh can create so much more quickly interesting thing is only about one percent of people on linkedin actually do it so whilst you might feel like there's a stream of content coming through um and there's so much there um the reality is that out of all the people on linkedin there's not that many people that write stuff (laughs) so um so i guess one of the fears that i find with with clients i'm working with is that they'll say oh i don't want to be one of those people with all this painful content online and going hey look at me (laughs) and i know that's so annoying um and i think with thought leadership i think it's mind it really important to be mindful that it's about you writing for your audience and adding value to help and educate them in the problems and uh, that they have and I think that there's some interesting reasons why this is becoming the future. Like you might be thinking, oh, this is going to phase out and things like that. But I don't, I don't think that it is. Um, I think if you look at, and I was uh, listening to Matt Church the other day, and he was talking about um, the, uh, the Institute for the Future. They created, uh, it's based out of the University of Phoenix Research Institute, and uh, they've created a report on the future work skills for 2020, and they've identified 10 future work skills that are going to be required uh, for the future workforce through to 2020. And these are things like, you might have heard of some of these, even uh, something that's called uh, uh, sense-making is the first one. So sense-making is um, the ability to determine the deeper meaning or significance of what is being expressed. So I think that what's happening is that the average we know the average person spends at least two hours a day online and particularly social media. So there's been a move away from television um, those people who are looking at television are much older age brackets. 
Um, so you're looking at baby boomers upwards. Um, they've stayed with television, but the younger generations, particularly uh, right down to Gen uh, Ys and Zs, uh, are all online and on social media. That two hours a day is moved from from TV to content. So people are absorbing content like you've never seen before. You know, even the Australian Marketing Institute ran a survey in 2014 and identified that 74% of uh, marketers said that content marketing will be a key part of their, their marketing strategy. So there are people out reading are buying magazines and newspapers like they are because they're absorbing content as a result of reading Facebook pages and LinkedIn pages and all those types of things. Instagram, um, far more information is being absorbed. And I think that what, uh, based on this report, is that when you look at the amount of information that's happening, is that those skills that are going to be required are being, one is sense-making. I think that's going to be a real cut-through skill in being able to make sense of the world and make sense of what's happening. And I think this is probably a little bit like translating. You know, it's like translating it into another language almost. Um and so I think LinkedIn, particularly the thought leadership uh, option or that be able to create a post, I think that if you can make sense of things, um, I think that this is going to be a really powerful tool, but also uh, the posting tool. But also if you can really think about how can I help make sense of this for people, um, so that was one of the, that was the first one. There's a whole lot of others, things like social intelligence, like knowing how to connect with others um, in a really socially intelligent way. Um, there are, the third one is novel and adaptive thinking. Uh, number four is cross-cultural competency. So the ability to operate in uh, different cultural settings. Um, um, other ones are computational thinking. Um, the other one is uh, new media literacy. And this is the one that I think is really, uh, lends itself to the thought leadership um, approach, particularly on LinkedIn. The new media literacy is really about that um, ability to critically assess and develop content that uses new media forms and to leverage these media for persuasive communication. And this is the stuff I'm um, um, obsessed about because I think there's so much information out there, which is videos and blogs and podcasts and PowerPoints and you know, and all these things. But when you're a thought leader, when you are the expert in your field, um, you your duty is to give insight. And what does this actually mean to get that cut through so that people um, can, can understand what they need to do with that and to be able to, um, uh, you know, cre- create the results that they're looking for. And I think some of the things that people are going to start to learn a little bit more about is what makes a great podcast, what makes a great presentation, what great makes a great video, and these communication skills and communication tools um, to disperse information, not just outside of businesses, but within businesses. And I think if you as a thought leader and an expert in your field, particularly when you're on LinkedIn, you know, your audience, if you're a thought leader expert, they're mostly corporate um, they could be a consumer market, um, but these might be event managers, uh, all those types of things. So to get that cut through with new media literacy, I think that uh, the posting area on LinkedIn is a really fantastic way to be able to do that. Um, so uh, with being a LinkedIn poster, you know, well, I'm thinking, you know, you might be thinking, well, 
why would I bother doing it? And I think there um, are a few different reasons, particularly when you're a thought leader. I think the first one is you get a really increased exposure across the platform. So if you publish a post on LinkedIn, the best thing about it is that it's not just about putting content out, but you can engage with people. So it can be shared, it can be liked, it can be commented on, and this in turn increases your exposure um, across LinkedIn. But not just LinkedIn, but it can be shared across other mediums. So if you've got a Twitter account, um, all those types of things as well. Um, in fact, even today, I got an inquiry as a result of a post that I shared, uh, that I wrote. And you know, this is it takes some time to get momentum. I think one of the problems I see when people writing content is that they, oh, I wrote a post and nothing happened, so I, I gave up. We know that around 10 pieces of content are consumed before somebody makes a decision about working with you. You have just got to be consistent and you've got to keep persisting. Um, and we also know that by the time you hear from someone, you know, around 90% of a decision is made. So, so there are a lot of other things that are going on. Just because you don't see a like or a comment on your post doesn't mean that it's working for you. Likes don't equal dollars. And I think that's something really important to remember when you're writing these posts is that your goal is making sure that these are ways that you're kept visible, but they're adding in the interest of your audience. It's not all about you. Um, I think the other reason why is that it gives you an opportunity to talk directly to your target audience through your posting. So in other words, um, if I look at someone like uh, one of our guests that's been on, on the podcast has been Gian Pereira. When I look at what Gian's been doing, uh, you know, Gian does some fantastic stuff. If you're not following his uh, blogs on LinkedIn, I definitely would. Um, but if you look at the way that in some of the posts he writes, he writes them very specific to the markets that he's working with at that time. So it's obvious that he does work with health. It's obviously does work with real estate. Um, and he's tailoring uh, his content to his face-to-face -face activity. And I think that's something that you really need to keep in mind is that just based on what you're doing face-to-face, -face, you don't become working with different markets or a different personality when you're writing. It, it needs to integrate. Um, and I think the uh, the other benefit of posting on LinkedIn, particularly when you're a thought leader or an expert or you're trying to become um, known for knowing something, um, is that, you know, particularly in Australia, we have this thing called tall poppy. And it shows that I think when you're in Australia, you know, when you're putting yourself out there, people go, oh, you know, you might be a bit concerned that you're looking like a bit of a know-all or something. But I reckon that's that's the real advantage is that while we live in this country of tall poppy, it means that to get up and have a go and um, means that you're prepared to do something that others aren't. And that's really the heart of really being able to have a go. The other thing too, I think as a thought leader and expert is that there are people who look at your posts that you might not have thought that it would connect with. Um, you, people can connect with your post who might be your ideal target um, audience. So I put posts up and I think one of the mistakes I see is people put a post up and they don't even look at who liked it, who commented on it. They don't respond to any of the comments. Like what's the point in putting it up? Like, you know, have a look at who's who's commenting. Are they your ideal customer? If they're commenting, they, they obviously probably like it. Um, have a look who liked it and go and thank them and engage with them and find out what they're doing. You know, you work so hard, um, but, you know, keep chasing new clients. But, you know, they're, they're, often these things are right at your fingertips. 
Um, I think the uh, other reason why you're posting on LinkedIn can be really valuable as well is that it can put, support your search engine optimization. So as you might have heard in some of the other podcasts, I, I've spoken about search engine optimization. And the thing with LinkedIn is that first and foremost, it is a, a search tool, a bit like Google. And um, LinkedIn uh uh, works of algorithms that form part of the search engine. So when you have keywords in your profile and the titles and things like that, um, if somebody's Googling, looking for help on those posts, then your post could turn up in that LinkedIn search and that contributes uh, uh, to even more visibility as well. So I reckon there are probably three things to just think about um, when you're writing articles uh, on your LinkedIn account. I I think the first thing is to remember is that it's not Facebook. So just remember that um, it's not you're not putting um, memes up or photos and just a quote underneath or something like that. That's not a post. That's an update. A post has to be your thought leadership. I reckon you're looking for around a four to 600 word article. Um, and it just really needs to uh, capture an answer uh, and provide some insight against the problems and fears of your audience. You know, this is a space for you to share your professional expertise and provide really good quality content, um, not um, a motivational quote or something like that. That's just not going to work. If you're in something like real estate, um, then you provide your insights on the market near you, what's happening, uh, those types of things. Um, I think the second thing to remember uh, with writing posts is don't attach your newsletter as a word document to your feed and thinking that's a post. I've seen a few people do this. Um, people do not click through to look at your newsletter. It looks tacky. Um, it, it looks cheap. It looks like here, I'll just slap this up and hope someone might read it. Um, that's just not posting information in a way to engage your audience at all. So take your content or copy it out of your newsletter, put it over into your posting area. Um, one is because it means you can be, valid, be validated more easily because that post is permanent, right? So if you compare it, say, to your newsletter, if you you know just attach it and it's just going to fall through the feed. So no one's going to read it and no one's going to see it when they go to validate you. And by validation, I mean when someone says, hey, you need to work with this person. Um or you want to be introduced, that content's not going to be there. And we need 10 pieces of content before somebody will make a decision about us. Um, um, it also makes sure that it captures that, you know, no like and trust during that validation process. And I think the last thing to remember is, um, you know, with your thought leadership, um, it, it, it just make sure it doesn't have to be, you know, thousands of words or anything like that but keep it to the point keep it punchy keep it engaging around that 400 600 word mark um, is really the ideal so I think if you can do that then you're going to be well and truly on the way to leveraging your LinkedIn profile for your positioning you know particularly if your profile's already built you might as well make the most of it um, and you're really going to uh, you know even if people don't like it even if they don't comment on it that's not the goal. Bills don't get paid with likes and comments, I'm afraid. I wish they did, but they just don't. So 
don't uh, just keep focused keep on your mission keep your message really clear and keep consistent and if you can do that then i think you're well on the way to making sure that um, you've got your positioning as a uh, thought leader and expert on linkedin so um, to stay in touch with me, I'd love to, um, you know, if you put your post up, please um, tag me, let me have a look, you know, um, I'd love to see what you're doing. I'm always very curious as to with uh, with you, if you're a listener, I'd love to know what's happening and what how you're implementing some of these things and what's happening for you. Um, I know lots of my clients at the moment, um, I think I just put a, a recommendation up yesterday from Jeff um, it, that he's been having some real success with it. So, um, I think, uh, and if, of course, if you're listening, you're very welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook as well, Twitter, Instagram, all those types of things. Um, so please reach out. And um, if you're trying to work out what to do with your LinkedIn or how to write your profile or anything like that, um, remember I've written the Connect book. Uh, so Connect, leverage your LinkedIn profile for business growth and lead generation in less than seven minutes a day. Um so I go out to organizations and I do this work with clients and we do a lot of work with uh, experts and thought leaders and um, do their LinkedIn strategy. So feel free to check out the book. It's on Amazon.com. Uh, you can jump on to Jane Anderson, uh, Jane-Anderson.com um, and you can buy it in Kindle. You can get it in paperback. Uh, if you want it signed, let me know and I'll sign it for you. Um, I've also written the impact book, which is around building your personal brand for the connection economy. And you'll see that on the website and on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those as well. Um, I've also written the online program, which is the connect, uh, how to build your profile. So it's the book version, but it's essentially got my masterclass in the online version and it's $4.97 with all my training videos of how you can make all this work for you. So I look forward to catching up with you at the next podcast. In the meantime, uh, have a fantastic rest of your week and I look forward to uh, seeing your name up in lights and you shining. All right, thanks. Thank you.